story. I've got a story. We've got a story. I'm Brad McEwen, and I'm here to tell that story. This is Beyond the Bank. Hopefully, those of you who are Beyond the Bank regulars can tell how much I absolutely love having the opportunity to visit with you every few weeks to introduce you to some of the truly incredible men, women, and organizations that make the Albany area community such a rich and wonderful place to live, work, and play. It really is the highlight of the many awesome things I'm involved with at AB&T, and I could not be more thankful. But while I certainly enjoy spending some quality time getting to know a little bit more about the folks in our community, there's nothing quite like the feeling I get when I have an opportunity to sit down with my colleagues and my friends and maybe show the rest of you why I think they're so great. Recently, I was able to experience that feeling tenfold when after more than five years of doing Beyond the Bank, both of those things came together as I finally had the chance to hang with my dear friend and amazing colleague, ABNT Senior Vice President Gail Woolard. From almost the moment I started in the banking business some 20 plus years ago, I've been fortunate to count Gail as a colleague and a friend. And over that time, I've had the distinct pleasure of forging a deep and lasting relationship, not just with Gail, but with her precious family as well. So today, I'm beyond pumped to welcome my great friend and the best private banker in the business, Gail Woolard. How you doing, Gail? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're. Um, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, and I know this is a little bit awkward for both of us in that you and I have a lot of history together. Those listeners who are regularly tuning in know that I get kind of excited on those opportunities when I get to speak to folks that I have a, a past with. And in full disclosure, Gail and I go back more than two decades and worked at another bank together and uh, through that time really developed a good friendship. And so I've been able to uh, get to know her family and as yeah. well. So just excited to have Gail here and talk about a whole host of things, but most especially her love of banking and taking care of folks. Well, thank you. We have known each other quite a while. I know. It's hard to believe. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, without going down memory lane or anything and getting all sappy, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about, you know, Gail, the person pre-banker. So for those of us who don't know, tell us where home is for Gail. Uh, I am from Albany. Um, My dad and mom actually met here um, and were married and started their family here. Um, I have an older brother. Um, who is six years older than I am. Um, and we both currently reside here. Gotcha. Um, it was not my plan to come back home. I think as most young people, when they go sure. through their college experience, um, they want to spread their wings and do some other things. I, I did go to Darton um, and Me transferred too. then to uh, George Southern. Um, and when I was finishing up my senior year. I had an opportunity through the business school to apply for an internship, um, which I did. I, it was something that I was nervous about. Um, it was a competitive internship with Wachovia at the time, okay. who no longer exists, um, but with their offices in Savannah. And gotcha. so I um, I was awarded that internship and was that was what I was going to do. We were on the quarter system, so it would have been my last quarter of school. Um, so we date ourselves a little bit. Um, yes, we do. But my daddy um, was diagnosed with stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma oh, gotcha. during that same time. And so I, it was something that I just felt like I needed to come back here um, to support and help my family. And so thank goodness my uh, counselor in in the 
finance and banking focused part of the school had a connection with um, uh, the president then, Doug Wren, who was president of First State Bank here. Um, and through some conversations, they were able to craft an internship that, that did, did, did not exist for me to come back home so that I could complete the duties I needed to sure. for graduation, um, still be in the banking sector, which was the ultimate goal through Wachovia, mm -hmm. and then be here to support my family. That's pretty awesome that you were able to work that yeah, out. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah, yeah. There's a real blessing there. Now, I do want to back up a little bit because, and of course, I knew this, but listeners may not. You know, you talked about the internship after Georgia Southern. So we already knew at that point when we were in college sort of what we were wanting to do. Uh, we knew that banking was a career. But when did that first start to be something that you oh, thought, gosh. hey, I'm going to be in the finance and banking? It goes way back. So I can remember. Um, so I guess growing up uh, elementary school. So little pigtail, chubby girl. Fourth grade, Lake Park. Ms. Dabbs was my teacher at the time. And we had, you know, your parents come in, various parents come in and uh, talk about career day or whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and a um, a friend that I had grown up with, Heather Lanier, Heather Yeiser now, oh, her yeah, daddy, um, Jimmy Lanier. Um, actually, now I know the industry, so I know the lingo. He was more in the trust area. Mm -hmm. But to me, he was a banker. I got gotcha. you. Um, and I was good at math. Um, and after hearing like his his spiel that day, I was like, well, that sounds pretty cool. I think I want to do that. And so as I guess, as I grew and finished high school, of course, math was still my strong suit. Um, went into college and I was like, well, I may do accounting. Uh -huh. um, Accounting was not my strong suit. <laughs> I quickly realized um, in a cost accounting class that it was just not um, it was not something that I was passionate about. I'm with you. Um, and so I switched gears a little bit and was able to hone in on a focus of finance when I did transfer to George Southern. And they actually had programs specific to banking where you could have an emphasis. Uh, so gotcha. that's that's kind of how how I got here. Okay. Okay. Now, um, you know, it's funny. People always mention, you know, they're good with math. They're good with numbers and at, at a young age and that that had some bearing on becoming a banker. Uh, but then ultimately we grow in, into the career and we realize how much of the business isn't math or you yeah, have a situation exactly. like that where you get into accounting where it's all math, all numbers, all the time. Uh, so tell me a little bit about um, the non-mathy part of banking and sort of how you adjusted to that. Because, you know, it requires social skills and, and hooking up with people oh, yeah. and, you know. Well, and it's hard for people, people who really know me and you know me very well. So what I think I speak, mm -hmm. sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but I feel like I am very transparent and most of my clients and friends appreciate that about me and they don't take it personal and I'm not hateful or, or harsh in anything. I just, I just, I want someone to know um, what I think and feel. And, and in this career, it's very Im important. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, going back to, let's say, my, that 18-year-old girl, I was very shy. I didn't have a lot of self-confidence. And so it was something that I had to force myself to engage in conversation. And when I transferred 
I was a junior when I moved to Statesboro. And so I, you know, I missed out on a lot of that um I'm going to say younger, fun time when you bond. You well, know, it's almost I, like forced socialization yeah, for the freshmen yeah, and the yeah. sophomores. And yeah. so like I didn't live in a dorm. I mean, I had a roommate from here that, um, you know, we shared um, a, a home together, um, but we each had our own path and we each made our own friends. And those friends were from all over the state. They were not, I did not hang out with a click of Albany people. I'm with you. Um, and so that was good for me. Um, and I forced myself to go through a sorority experience, which was really not my cup of tea. Um, <laughs> but I found a group of girls that were like me. And so that too helped me kind of come out of, of my skin a little bit. Mm-hmm. Try, you know, just you're forced to meet and greet and learn and develop those relationships. And a lot of those girls are still like my closest friends, which is, which is just pretty cool. So fast forward, you know, you're coming into the working world. Um, you know, you deal with a lot of strangers Oh yeah. and you're a timid kid. You don't know the business you're trying to learn and you've got people who are mentoring you and, and supporting you in different endeavors, but it's still up to you at your core to take that risk, Mm -hmm. to have those conversations. And still to this day, I mean, like sometimes you just have to have a gut check. Oh yeah. Um, And I'm, I am, am I very much a preparer? I don't like surprises. And so I really, I I think I do that so that it kind of comes back to those core tendencies, you know, so that I can be my best. I can exude confidence because I'm prepared. Um, and I think the client deserves that too. Absolutely. So absolutely. I don't know if that answers your question. But. No, that, that answered my question beautifully. And I want to continue kind of down that path because to me, this gets us into the realm that I think all bankers go through at some point in time, or at least new bankers. I didn't know. You may have had a little clearer picture because you were kind of looking at this in your college years, but I didn't know the the depth and breadth of what all went on in the banking business. And I don't think I did either. I think it took a few years, really, of me just going through, number one, like completing my internship, checking that box, coming back to the bank here mm-hmm. to work. Um, and at that point... Um, there was a, like a management trainee program um, gotcha. and my friend, Frank Griffin, um, you know, in, in, in a competitor now, you know, he preceded me in that program. Um, and so it, we were both younglings, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, you go through various departments, you get a little bit of, of a flavor from all aspects of, you know, the core of a bank, not necessarily just the front end from a client standpoint, but, you know, how the bank worked, um, the inner mechanics. I mean, from simple things from like a proof machine uh-huh. who people don't even understand what that is anymore. But I ran a proof machine, you know, <laughs> I posted credit card payments. I worked in audit. I mean, all these different little things that help me appreciate what everybody does because I've walked in their shoes at some point in my career, or I feel like I have. Sure, sure. And so I think that is helpful to me because if I ever reach out to someone to ask for their help and I, in my, I always say we're better together. It's not just one person and I can't do what I do without the colleagues that we work with every day. Well, 
I can relate to what they're going through so Mm -hmm. that I don't have false expectations or demands on their time that are unrealistic and really selfish. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, I'm glad you touched on that because you're headed in the direction I was wanting to take it. And that is, you know. You, you start in the banking business and you're, you're still learning, you're di- absorbing it, digesting it, thinking about, hey, what's my next step? And and where I want to take this is, you know, you ultimately grew into the role of private banker. And I've always looked at that role as a little bit of a special role within the bank. Uh, and it takes a certain kind of special person. And so if you could tell us a little bit about how things sort of crystallized for you mm-hmm. that that's the part of banking that most appealed to you and and wanted to go down that route and, yeah. and how that personally happened. So I guess as I transitioned out of that management training program, I was given an opportunity to go into more of a numbers analytical role, which was good because I was I'm a numbers girl. Sure. Um, and that was good because I got to look at how bankers put together a deal. And so that helped me like cut my teeth a little bit. And I, um, at, you know, a normal attrition from that is to go into some sort of lending ca- capacity. Mm-hmm. And I was more commercially focused. That's where I thought I would enjoy my time. Um, and so that path was opened up to me. So I was given that opportunity. Um, and really at the time, uh, we were at Regions. First State um, was acquired by Regions, mm-hmm. so we we changed the brand, um, and the bank did not have a private banking, high net worth focused area. Oh, it was something that was new, um, and that opportunity was extended to me, I want to say, in like 1998, 1999. Okay. And so I, I'm young, um, and, you know, you think you can go and— change the world, but then you, you go and try to make a call and you get that quick. No, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I had to figure out what that looked like, you know, and that's, I mean, that's not really an easy thing to do for, from a young person's perspective. When you're trying to learn the business, you're trying to learn how to be confident and do all the things and make sure that you're, you know, lending money the right way, looking for opportunities the right way. But then, you know, the niche and, of that area, that private banking or high net worth banking mm-hmm. is, is a little different than others. It's more of a concierge approach. Yeah, yeah. It's very high touch. Um, and over the, over the many years that I've had the opportunity to continue to, to be in this role, you know, you, you get, you fine tune it a little bit. Sure. sure. Um, Makes sense. But I do enjoy it. I do. I enjoy it because I can handle all things for all people. I mean, that's really it. Sure. It's not like it's a silo. Um, and if I'm not the person that needs to be a part of the conversation, then I bring in a trusted partner, a colleague or someone who may do something else in the community that, that, that I can't help the client with. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, that gives me a fulfillment, really, because ultimately, you know, what makes me tick is to be able to help someone. I'm with you. We all feel good. And I think a lot of bankers feel that way as well. I agree. Um, and so this affords me that opportunity. And I make it personal. I mean, because, I mean, you know, from knowing me forever, what you see is what you get. Yep. And I can't not be that. So I 
I, ju- I just, I, I do me to the best of my <laughs> ability. And so that may be, you know, reaching out to s- someone's child, right. you know, to offer help. It may be answering a phone call on a Sunday if s- something's not working right or if, if there's a concern or a question or, you know, I, I'm, I'm v- very available. And I think you have to be. And so I I feel like I do a pretty good job of that. Um, And over the years, you know, those those clients become your friends and they trust you. And I think that is the most important part Mm -hmm. of anything that that I do is really, you know, have I've earned that trust um, from so many and and that's something special. Well, and, and it's funny you would mention, you know, people's families and, and that oh, trust yeah. level, because that's the thing I've witnessed from afar for, for a long time is, you know, and in, and for those listeners who don't know, when we're talking about private banking and high net worth, I mean, these are powerful, busy individuals that are working lots of hours and, and involved in things that are touching the lives of lots of other people. And what I always appreciated is, number one, the time you make for them, but I've watched you help their children after they've gotten out of school and you've, yeah. you've grown with these people. Well, and, and that's, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, I'm, I'm at a point in my life now, I'm not a, I'm not a young person anymore. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've seen, I've gone through generations with families, mm-hmm. which to me is real special. And I've have started to have clients to pass away, yeah. which is new for me. And that is hard. Yeah, I could I can only imagine having to deal with something like that because we do as you know, and I don't think unless you work in the business, I don't think folks really realize the types of relationships that you build with people over the course of time. I mean, you're you get phone calls from people who are panicked, stuck in airports, right? You get phone calls from people who are like, I haven't been defrauded. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I can't access this or I'm stuck here. Um, it's powerful when you know that you are so relied upon. Mm-hmm. But also know that it's easy to internalize a lot of stuff and to get, you know, it can stress you out a little bit. And one of the things I've liked about Gail is <laughs> Gail's always had a pretty healthy and good work-life balance. And you can see it anytime you spend time with you and your family. So tell us a little bit about some of those things that are about Gail that uh, help you kind of balance some of the heavy that we deal with in banking with just, you know, life is good and fun too. Yeah. Well, family is important to me. And although my family is very small, my mom and dad have passed and, um, my sweet dear husband, Stephen, his family has passed. And so, um, we have a very small circle. Um, and so we hold that very dear to us. Of course, anybody who knows me, we have a son and he is, he's my heart. Um, He's awesome. He uh, we're in a new phase of life where we're driving and we have a little job and, you know, we only have a couple more years before he graduates. And then, goodness, it's just hard to think about times a thief. But um, but, you know, I love music. We share that passion. Brad's my um, my source for all things music. Um, I love to cook. Um, I love to play in my garden. I love to be outside. Um, you know, those are just things that bring me peace and calm. And I think that is what is key because at some point you do have to pause work. Mm -hmm. It'll eat you up. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I do press pause, you know, those are the things that I, that I go to, um, and all things I probably need to be a little healthier. I think I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying. I bought a Peloton. 
Uh, Steve got me a Peloton last Christmas. And so on really hard days, I will go home and just um, try to kill myself on that. Oh, fun. Um, but then I'll go eat a cookie or a piece of pizza or, you know, whatever. Um, so that's always a, a balance. But, you know, that's that's important to me. I mean, spending time with my family, I think, is is the most. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and, and you know, it's funny, though, you hear you talk about taking care of yourself and, and having to have that balance in your life. But I've heard you talk about that with your colleagues and with your clients, too, and reminding them of the importance of that. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, which is really neat because I think that that lies at the heart of who you are as a person. And it really lies at the heart of who we are as an organization. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, that same sort of family vibe that sort of follows Gail everywhere seems to be permeating in here too. I do want to talk a little bit because you've been instrumental in creating that sort of ethos here at ABNT. You know, you predate me here and I can remember you telling me stories about the early days. And, you know, now I've been a part of the team for you know a little over five years and we're at a place I don't know that I thought we were going to get to. And you've got even more history to look at. So talk to me a little bit about the how you view ABNT as a whole and about the mission that this organization has. Well, I think, I mean, I can remember back in the early days of us really dipping our toe in social media and doing some things. So this may have been five or six years before that one of my colleagues made a statement, you know, that we're going to put a stake in the ground and in support and be a part of this community. And I don't know that I could say it any better than that. I feel like, you know, we we walk the we walk the talk or whatever. I mean, like we, we validate everything that we're a part of and we have so many different uh, personalities and colleagues that we work with every day that support different organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's pretty special and important. Um, I, and I like how we support the community by supporting our clients. You know, it's, it's, we're not out there really boasting about us, um, you know, we are here to do the right thing. We do the right thing every day. Yep. Um, but there are so many other key areas that really make this community tick. And so where we have been a big player and a big impact is really supporting those individuals and organizations across the board. I'm with you. Um, very much like what you do with Beyond the Bank. You know, it's it's bringing some of those awesome characteristics to light where people may not really know about them. Um, and so personally, I mean, I support um, I, I'm a part of the Rotary Club. My There's a Tuesday and a Thursday club. I'm a member of the Tuesday club. Um, <laughs> and so I've been in that for for many years and we support great efforts like Helping Hands, which, of course, the bank supports and uh, Santa for Seniors with uh, Suigo Council on Aging. I mean, and so those are just those are just a few little things. Um, but if you take a, a paintbrush, you can paint a much broader spectrum when you think about the 30 associates that we have and what areas that they are passionate about and where we um, as an organization and our management team empower those individuals to really do good um, so that we'll all be in a better place. I like that. And, and I'm glad you talked about some of the other things that that we're doing in the community. And, you know, I really would be remiss if I didn't mention some of the things that you do, even outside of being members of things like Rotary or serving on chambers, 
getting chamber committees and things like that. You know, recently there was an article in the Albany Herald talking about your relationship with Albany area primary health care. I think it's worth mentioning that here that, you know, sure, you handle the a lot of their banking needs and, and things that need to that they need to just operate their day to day operations. And you're but you're also helping with things outside of the financial piece. Tell our audience a little bit about some of the things you're doing with yeah. Albany area. Well, and and it's uh, it is Albany area and with other healthcare providers too. Um, it's it's having a chance to be a partner to highlight our community. So if they have a candidate or a prospective employee that is is you know taking a a real high level view of Albany and Darty County and our MSA, our metropolitan mm-hmm. area. You know, if you do a quick Google search, there's a lot of, there's a lot of static out there. It's, <laughs> it does not fit, paint a favorable picture. And unfortunately, I think that, you know, it's the ignorance of others that take that platform that we just constantly have to fight against because there's so much to do here. And it's, it's truly a great place to raise a family. You have a great quality of life. You have that work-life balance that you talked about with me. I mean, others see it too. And, you know, for me to number one, have the trust of others to be able to spend time with someone who they've identified as being an asset to their company Mm -hmm. to spend an hour or two to, Provide them a one-on-one boots-on-the-ground tour of our community. Um, to me, is is quite special. Um, and answer questions honestly. Yeah. If I don't know the answer, connect them with another community partner that can wrap their arms around them and number one, help them. You know, try to make a a life-changing decision. Absolutely. Um, but to be truthful and honest and transparent so that if they choose to move to our community, that it's a good fit. It's not a short-term thing. Um, I mean, case in point, like when we when we drive around town, you know, you try to hit all the hot spots and you try to find out what their life is going to be. Like, what's their daily routine going to be besides out of work? I mean, sure, like, sure. what do you like to do? What's your family dynamic? Um And so we hit the high spots. You do shopping and dining and whatnot. But I always like to go downtown because to me, that's really a a treasure that a lot of people take for granted. Mm -hmm. And so if you go down towards um, Front Street, um, you know, it's very hard. You can't see the river because of the way the hill slopes down. And so we park a car. We'll get a cup of coffee. We'll park the car and we go walk down to the path mm-hmm. so that they can hear the shoals of the river mm-hmm. and they can see and envision what I'm talking about with the marathon, with Fridays on the Flint, you know, with um, the chalk fest and just the energy and the fun that encompasses that whole area. Yep. It's just little things like that. But, um, you know, you could just drive past it and go on a slow rate of speed and just say, well, the river's right there. Yep. Yep. You know, there's a welcome house if you ever yeah, want to go in exactly. and learn about the history. But I mean, just taking that little bit of extra time, I think, pays dividends. Um, you know, some people may love it. Some people may not. But I know that I've shown someone a treasure yep. 
Um, so, and you've been transparent. This is, uh, this is what oh, I love absolutely. about my community and I want you to have an opportunity to love it too. If mm-hmm. you don't, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And so many people really, they don't get that everywhere. I mean, I've gotten feedback that, you know, if they're looking at multiple cities, which most times they are, I mean, that we're, we're one of a few on a list, right. um, you know, those things kind of matter. And so it's that feedback from me taking the time to try to, to do something a little bit different, um, that has really helped change somebody's life. And, and that's pretty cool. That is awesome. Well, and I think you just hit the most, to me, the most valuable thing that, that I've ever heard you say, and you talk about a lot and that is changing people's lives. And so, you know, I'm going to give you kind of a little opportunity to wrap up what changing lives kind of means to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess it, it makes me happy. Um, I am just fulfilled that I have a purpose. Um, and if that in, in, in me taking the steps of my purpose in my life, if it helps to uh, provide a, a better quality of life for someone else, um, whether that is fulfilling a dream, um, taking the next step in their career path, their life, buying a house, selling a house, heck, it could even be preventing fraud. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, it's really just feeling like my purpose is meaningful. Um, and nine times out of 10, that helps serve someone else. And so really, I think that service um, is key. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. I don't know that I could have uh, verbalized that any better than you just did. And, and I thank you so much for doing that. Now we've covered a lot of ground today and I don't want to keep you super long. Um, you know, we talked about the banking and the personal stuff. Is there anything that we hadn't touched on today that, you know, is kind of near and dear to your heart or you just think it's important for the listeners of beyond the bank to kind of have in their mind as they think about Gale or AB&T or banking or Albany? You know, I guess, I don't know. I would say anything else about myself. It's, I, I've, I've talked enough and it's not something that I that I'd love doing anyway. And I know. You, and I thank you for that. You know that. Um, I owe you one. No, you're fine. I, um, you know, our our company is is special and, and it's it's different. You know, we all provide account services. I mean, like from the building that we're sitting in right now, I can count eight banks within a mile with even even a quarter of a mile range. So why would someone come here? And I think it comes down to our people um, and the trust that they earn from our clients and um, those that we live in, in our community every day. Um, You know, our culture is special. It's not, it's not like the bank across the street. It's not like the bank around the corner. Um, Our culture is us. And as sappy as it sounds, you know, we are as good as gold. Yeah. You know, we put our client first. We do the right thing. And sometimes the right thing's not easy. Sometimes it's very hard, but I think we can lay our head down at night and we know in our heart and in our mind that we provide advice and a consultative approach and we're going to do the right thing. 
And we're going to tell the client what is the right thing to do, yep. whether they choose to to partner with us or someone else. You know, I think that's just part of it. Sure. And so that, you know, I don't ever want to question that I did not um, give someone the best and most sound advice. That's so. awesome. That's, that's incredible, Gail. And it's inspiring. And thank you for, uh, you know, sharing those words about uh, the bank and your and your, really your colleagues. But just know that, you know, a lot of us here, we uh, we take our cues from you. And uh, I just thank you for the leadership and guidance that you provided to us all, including myself over these t- last 20 plus years. Well, that's been uh, this episode of Beyond the Bank. I hope everyone has enjoyed it. Gail, thank you again for coming on. I hope you thank had a good you. time. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. And hopefully we can do it again sometime, maybe do a little catch up in a few years. And uh, for the listeners of Beyond the Bank, thank you as always. Until next time, I'm Brad. 